Well, lads, you are listening to Coley's Pod. I'm Coley, and, well, this is my podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to be documenting my training diary, race reviews, as I build towards the World Duathlon Champs in September in Holland. Along the way, may have some guests. Stick around for more. Well, lads, this is Coley's Pod, episode four. So this week on the pod, I decided, you know what, like, let's do something different. So this week, I got a guest. And this week, my guest is Archie Ryan of Jumbo Visma Development. Thank you very much for having me. Ah, there's no hassle, lad. The pleasure is mine. So, um, Archie, you're just fresh <laughs> off training camp, you know, like, how was that? Oh, it was good. Um, I just finished two weeks down in Alicante with the team. Got some really nice training and so on. And yeah, really nice time training away. Everything's going well. Mm, that's good to hear. Like, you know, like, what's the actual pro like training camp like? You know, like, we've all gone out to Mallorca and we've tipped around on bikes and probably like 808 and ice cream. You know, is the pro training camp, you know, is that like a bit different? Like, are they structured or is, does it still kind of have that chill holiday atmosphere? Um, it's very structured. I mean, it's not far off your average holiday, to be honest. You, you ride, you eat, you sleep. That's about it, you know? So, like, it's just basically everything's done on a time. So, breakfast, be there at 9, ride, 10, 30, dinner, 6 p.m. Everything's, you got to plan the day before with all the times and where to be. And it's just very structured compared to... Um, other trips I've done by myself whereas I, uh, I'll have lunch whatever time I want you know that'd be the main difference I, I get that but I'd say it's all enjoyable it's enjoyable all the same still oh totally like, that's not, I'm not saying that in a negative way I mean it just makes my life easy <laughs> it being that way don't have to waste that mental energy and thinking um, what will I get yeah exactly yeah so for exactly. those, I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. So for those, I suppose, who like don't really know who you are, you know, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Well, I'm an Irish cyclist from Wicklow, and I've been racing since under eleven. I raced with you through under fourteens, under sixteens, juniors. A lot of experience down in Monster, raced for um, Bray Wheelers at first, and then I changed to Canturk Cycling Club when I was under 13. So I became a bit of a monster man from a young age, despite living in Leinster. Not too bad, uh, from the high altitude of the Wicklow Mountains. <laughs> but um, I suppose like... Yeah, it's hard to breathe up there, mate. <laughs> uh, you had to go down to the low altitude of Canturk just um, to acclimatise. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I suppose, like, how did you first, like, you know, sit on a bike? Like, you know, how did, like, the cycling bug, like, just initially start? So, um, most of you will know my brother Will cycles, or cycled. Um, so he got into cycling first through my dad, who was part of the local triathlon club, Wicklow Triathlon, and Bray Wheelers, also the local cycling club. And, um... Will started doing, or I, me and Will started doing these youth rides. And then Will decided after doing these Monday night youth rides on a mountain bike or 
on a road bike where I mean only on a mountain bike that's all we had and um, he wanted to try racing so he started racing as an early early in seasons under 11 probably 2012 or something and halfway through I was like oh Will's doing it I'll have a crack too you know and we'll start from there yeah I think it's kind of like how much like nearly every cyclist takes up racing really it's just kind of you know you just exactly someone in your family starts and you just get on and you just cycle and you start for the love of it and then you know you just you might want to get a bit more competitive exactly well i got very competitive very quickly yeah as we can see like you know like you just you know you've made it to i suppose the ultimate goal of like the pro ranks you know like i remember we were all sitting in halls in canturk and just we'd be talking about like latest mm-hmm. s-work shoes or things like that you know like like how does the journey like describe the journey to the pro ranks you know like was it at 15 you kind of thought i could do this for a living was it like that always like you know you started at under 11 when you were 11 you always think you know i want to make it as a pro and you always had that in your mind or was there like a certain point in your career where you really thought like you know maybe i can do this like describe that kind of journey to be honest i never really knew i mean first of all um continental rider i'm not sure i can call myself a pro i don't sure if i consider myself a pro but i i get what you mean um being at the continental ranks perhaps um but i'm not sure if there was a point where i thought if i knew for sure that i'd, I'd get to a stage where i am today and um, I, I i always maybe well maybe, maybe i doubted whether i could do it or just wasn't sure completely or if i wanted to do it but there was definitely maybe when I was a junior, like, okay, let's give this a crack, you know, and take it pretty seriously. I get I get that, yeah. Like, you know, I always remember you being really, really consistent, like at underage, you know. You were always there or thereabouts, like like you were a year younger than me, and yet you were still like you were at our level, if not better than us in some certain races, like, you know, like you were always had that consistency. But when you hit junior you just you really took that step up i remember like a lot of lads looking at you you won the last stage of the junior tour of wales up the tumble and we were all just like wow like you know that's archie like we we know him uh, it was like you were a celebrity in the irish scene but like you know how important do you think that consistency is at underage racing for anyone racing underage you know like i know a lot of lads seem to throw the head when they get to the junior ranks like, do you think consistency is really important at that age? Yeah, I think consistency is important in anything you do in life, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, as a youth, I, I, I'm i a very late developer, so I was so much smaller than the other guys. Flat youth races, they never suited me. I put, like, like you said, I was there, thereabouts, but I never won anything because they're all end-month sprint. And I, that was the, the least favorable scenario for me. So... For youth races, like you said, I was there thereabouts, but I, to be honest, I wasn't the best at all by no means. Um, but when I got the juniors, perhaps I started to catch up um, physically with the other boys. But also the races got hillier as well, which helped me a lot because I could really use my weight to my advantage and my size as a late developer. So I feel like as I've gotten older, I've slowly caught up with the big boys if you like. Yeah, I get you. Like, you're talking about, like, your development and how that helps you, like, along the way and getting stronger. But, like, I remember you doing cyclocross as well. You were kind of one of the earlier adapters before, like, cyclocross really started to take the four. Like, I remember you and Will would be 
like you were winning the national cyclocross champs like do you find that kind of stood to your riding as well in the progress and then your development helped as well like or do you think like cross came into it a different way and the bike skills you had yeah for sure i mean i think cross is great for everyone to be honest with you. we were we started cross relatively early and i think it really benefited our bike handling and just having fun on the bike, doing something different. It's not all just on the road bike, you know, but we were a different case in that we both got knee injuries from running and cyclocross tends to have a lot of running. So we had to stop our, or I stopped my cross a little bit earlier than I would have liked. And I definitely, if I didn't have the knee issues I have and had because of running and all these other things, I would definitely still be doing cross for fun today, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think cross is great for everyone. But um, for me, I just can't risk it, you know? I get, I get that. I get that. Do you think, like, even seniors could benefit from taking up cross? Like, I know it's a big thing with youths, but, like, you know, would you recommend even to the A4 or just the average Joe, like to take up cyclocross even just for fun like do you think like cyclocross is just it has its place in the sport in its own right even just from a kind of i suppose like just as a standalone thing totally i think you should be doing it for the fun and nothing else you know you shouldn't and um, do something uh because uh you don't enjoy it you know i mean cyclocross is a really really good sport and it'll help your other types of riding 100 percent and like you see all the the world tour guys, the Vanderpoel, the Wet Benites, all racing cross throughout the winter and smash the tour, you know? And every other race they do. So I think the cross really benefits your road riding, for sure. There's no question about it. Yeah, Wet Van Art seems to be like the Swiss army knife of pro cyclists. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Or easier to say what he can't win than what he can. Exactly, exactly. You know, like, going through these races now, like, you know, is there any particular race you want to ride and you know have dreams of winning in the future like you know is it a classic is it a grand tour stage you know like you know what type of races like do you want to ride and do you want to succeed on uh for me as a lighter guy i'm definitely uh, towards the end of it being a, a pure climber so i definitely focus on the hilly stuff the grand tours those big dreams like toward the basque country at first um, I used to live in Basque Country and race there as a first-year junior. So for me, that race is like racing on home roads almost. So I'd love to go back there and have a crack at Grand Wars one day, hopefully, if I, if I make it. Ah, uh, yeah. You'll know, you'll know the roads like the back of your hands. And I suppose that's always good. It's always nice to be in a region, you know. Would you ever consider coming back and riding the Ross in the future, actually? Oh, totally. Like, um... Ross was actually on the plan for last year until COVID um, stopped that, unfortunately. But I would like, I've always wanted to do the Ross, always want to do the Ross. And uh, if it fits in this year and it goes ahead, that'd be brilliant. But we'll just have to see because um, things don't look so likely these days, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, someday in the future, we'll be Some... turning around the back roads of Ireland, headbutting each other or something. Exactly. So, an- another race is I still haven't done is the Shea Elliott. And that's literally my train road every day at home. And I didn't do that as a first-year junior because I had to go to the UK for my UK team. 
Zappy, and then second junior, I think I was injured or something like that, or the or the other way around. Sorry, the first and second year. So I'll I'll definitely be back one day for the Shea Elliott, and then I think that's start of May, and then I'll be back for the Ross at the end of May. So I think that block will be nice. Big plans on the Irish scene. He's he's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Better get trained. <laughs> But I suppose, like, look, the, the fact you are Irish, like, you know, we're always looking up at the Irish guys who are on the continent and things, you know, and you are seem to be going up through the ranks, you know. For any, like, the younger youths that probably look up to you, you know, what advice could you actually give them, like, you know, if they want to follow that route into being pro-continental with the dream of World Tour, you know? Have fun, enjoy it. That's what I would have told little Archie back in the day who was too competitive, you know? I think if you enjoy it, you'll go a lot further than if you force yourself to do it. Because if you enjoy it, you'll you'll want to do it and you'll give that bit extra rather than forcing yourself to do it because one day you want to be pro rather than if it's just almost a hobby and you like doing it. So totally for the young guys, have fun, get a cross bike, get a mountain bike, do every type of cycling sport any sport whatsoever just go out there with your mates and have fun really really good advice there like you know like did you receive that advice for someone or is that advice you know you kind of had to just find out on your own um i probably was told that advice and did not listen to it because i thought i need to be very very serious (laughs) and that definitely hindered me for sure i feel like i took the sport far too serious at a young age I'd be kicking up in the mud if things did not go well, for sure, in small under 12 races. So for sure, I wish I was on the cross bike at an early age, got a mountain bike, just explored my options, had a bit of fun, you know? I think that's the best way to do it. Rightly so. I think we can all just get a bit caught up. Like um, uh, The best saying I ever heard was someone, um, just even on the domestic scene, someone says, like, we've all watched a bit too much Eurosport where you just hear lads giving out about <laughs> like, I think That like, is brilliant. That is brilliant. Oh, stop. You'd be, t- you'd be saying that now on the pro pedal hands. Like, oh, mate, you watched a bit of too much of sport, even though it's a pro race. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'm going to use that from now on. I'll, I'll, I'll quote you. Oh, lad, I stole that. The famous Coley said that. Ah, oh, lad, I, I can't take credit for that. You're just going to have to say that to a random A3 man who... Um, had a wife and kids to go home to, so juniors need to stop messing. Had the nine to fives. Uh, uh, sure, they're the, ba- they're the backbone of the Irish cycling scene. We got to love them. You're right, man. You're totally right. Yeah. So you're based out in Holland now these days. Is that right? Yeah, so the team have a team house organised now um, in South Holland in a town called Siddard. And I'm there pretty much full-time now um uh, apart from now when i'm in spain thankfully so yeah and um, everything is sorry did i just turn off my camera <laughs> yeah i think you did there just for technical difficulty. yeah yeah that threw me that did yeah so i'm a, i'm based in siddard um with a few of the boys uh, i'm there full time and then the dutch guys on the team can come and go as they wish in the team house so there's always people to train with and everything's organized for us and it's great. That's a, That sounds like a really good atmosphere, like, you know, especially like living with your teammates. I suppose at a young age, there's just that nice bit of camaraderie, you know? 
Oh, totally. If I if I was there on my own, I I couldn't do it. It's the lads that make it easy for me. That I have people to train with and push myself every day, and but also just go home and have have fun and chill out with the boys, you know. So that's always good. Good for the head. What's the what's the typical training week like in Holland? You know, like kind of what hours wise? What are you doing? You know, and I suppose how does it differ? Like from your junior days, you know, I suppose like you do have that kind of positive influence from the guys these days, but like training wise, hours wise and things like, you know, are you doing a lot more differently than what you did when you were junior? Um, so hours wise would be anywhere from easy week being 12 hours to say, uh, a week at training camp being 20 plus somewhere in that realm every week, every, every week's different as you know. Um, but what's different is I'm doing a lot more high intensity um, these days, which is interesting. Different approach to training and um, with the team. Um, yeah, for me, that's the biggest difference: the hours and the intensity. It's a big, just a step up. Like, you know, you got to have more time. I suppose it's more serious rather than you're not in school anymore, so you nothing holding you back really. Yeah, you know what? I, I feel old. You know, I'm getting old now. I'm under twenty three. <laughs> everything's getting very serious I'm not, I'm not in Dungarvan as under 14 anymore you're 19 unfortunately because I, I wish I was mate I wish I was you're 19 on the day so M40 already I like I like the sound of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god we'll, we'll have an old battle out in the roads at M40 I'll get a whole team sorted and everything you know we'll be we'll be the old retired lads uh, I'll see you at the M40 champs that'll be a good hit out so like I suppose like you know you're doing a lot of training but I suppose you know with cycling being your job I guess like you know like what's the downtime look like because I know like there's only so many hours a day you can train downtime usually consists of cooking cleaning sleeping most days um, now but just trying to relax in my downtime with the guys in the house play games go out I mean, nothing crazy, just try and enjoy ourselves. And But the main thing is to recover for the next day. So it's trying to do activities that aren't going to... Um, another, we can't... We like to kick a football about, but then we get real tired after it. So uh, we got to do things around the house anyway and basically just looking after ourselves so we're ready to go the next day almost. Yeah, like, I suppose, like, you still just got to, like, you know, you can still have fun and things like that, but at the end of the day, too, cycling is the priority, so you can't really do anything that will jeopardise, you know, your performance for the next day. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, uh, that, I mean, what I said, it doesn't stop us going for a kick around, but, like, we can't go crazy with it, you know? But, uh, yeah. So, like, lad, like, I, I want to ask you here, what's your career highlight? That is, I know, like, you've raced since under 11, so you've raced, what, nine years now? Like, you know, and... You've achieved so much, like, in the short space of time. Like, you know, what would be, like, I suppose, like, what's the biggest win? But also then, what's, like, the most satisfying, like, career highlight? You know, it might not even be a win. It might be just a trip away or, you know, getting a good placing in a race, like, the first time where you kind of realise, you know, you had that bit of development, you know. We joked before the show that it was Monster under 16 amps that I was disqualified for. But uh, unfortunately, it's not that. Although that is a very nice memory. Um, I think it's almost it's almost my last win, I think, which is kind of sad almost. I think Tour of Wales for me as a first year junior was my breakthrough result. Standout one for me because it it opened up a lot of opportunities for me. 
and I look back on it with very fond memories. And also a career highlight would be just getting onto um, the team I am now, the Lisbon development team. For me, that was a huge step, and I have learned so much along the way. For those wondering um, about the first one, um, this was 2017. It was a day in Blarney. Actually, I had was in the junior race, and I remember watching the underage. And you see, actually, Ryan, he's come out. He's got he's got about thirty seconds, and everyone else, he takes both hands off the bars. He basks in the glory. And <laughs> Commissar says the fact he took both hands off the bars, and um, he's disqualified from the race. Um, Archie's previous, <laughs> Archie's next Instagram post was a uh, was worth it for the photo. Ah, uh, like you know, you hey, can't you totally. Can't, like, like Ireland. I would, I, w- I wouldn't change a thing for that photo. That photo means a lot to me. It's, it's a prime Archie Ryan at the age of sixteen. But I do have to say, I do have to say, I do rate that Blarney course one of the best Irish courses of it. Oh, stop! I, it's just such a hard man's course. I'm, I remember the year before you were. I'm going to say you won it because you did. You crossed the line first. I don't care what any commissar says about taking both hands off the bars, but like. <laughs> I remember it was bucketing rain and that course is just so it's just around these twisty back roads and then you take this sharp turn and it goes up a hill that's really really steep but it was just so wet it was so hard and like you know that'd be a great course for a nationals like do you think like if that course was the nationals it'd suit you oh uh, any course with a hill and uh, enough riders willing to go hard I feel like I can do well on you know any hard man's course almost doesn't have to finish up a mountain for me. Um, I think I, I in, in the nationals, as long as it's not flat, I'm I'm pretty happy. But that would be a very very good nationals course. Not gonna lie. I think like being you like you know when you're from Ireland, as much as like you know you're a climber. I think you we always have that bit of classics pedigree. Like you know Wicklow's not known for its roads and things like that. And you're on about training in the Wicklow Mountains, like you know. So I think we've always got that bit of classics pedigree in you. So like you said. All you need is a bit of a climb as long as it's not flat. Like, mate, it's the Irish blood. Training in the wet weather hardens us up, you know. You, you're a good base in Holland, so I think Holland's just like Ireland, but just flat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mate, it's not so good when you're 54 kilos. Makes life a bit tough. But uh, luckily, luckily, I'm in the south of Holland, which has some small hills, so it's not so bad. Uh, you're you're in the right spot, so so I suppose like you know you're a busy lad. I'm just going to finish up now with a few quick fire questions. These are some hard, very, yeah, very hard questions. Question one, what's your go-to <laughs> holiday destination? Can I say Girona and I've never been there? I just really want to go. Man spent too much time on La Fabrica's um, Instagram there. <laughs> I've never been. I just really want to go. <laughs> it does look like the spot. Question two, the, what's the first thing you'd buy yeah, or do if you won the lottery? A house in Spain in Girona. <laughs> question three question three what's your go-to junk food that you will eat in this house of spain in girona uh probably a cookie from the local bakery good choice good choice phil guyman's gonna come after you now yeah no he's, yeah i tell it so much respect for that man chocolate chip cookie can't beat it the man has built his career off going up hills and eating cookies i feel like you could really aspire to be him <laughs> dream scenario my dream scenario uh, question four what's your current favourite song at the moment like you know that you just you're playing the whole time um, I'm really bad for knowing what music I listen to I'm gonna just say some I'm gonna play 
Uh, I'm going to say two-door cinema. I do like their music. That reminds me of like playing like FIFA 2010 back in the day, and that was like most of the soundtrack. Yeah, I totally did. I got some retro FIFA songs in there too. It's brilliant. Uh, that sounds like the type of playlist I'd listen to. Send that on to me there, dude. <laughs> Link in the, in the description. Lad, question five. Socks and slides. Yay or nay? Oh, doing it right now, mate. Oh, great. Great minds think it's alike. The, it's the classic Spanish look, I think. Spanish training camp look. I, I think it's like what pro athletes look like, what they actually look like. Yeah, but it has to be compression socks. Otherwise, it's not the, it's not the full look, you know? And then and wear that, shorts too. So it's just your knees showing. Uh, basically, the key to being a pro cyclist is you have to look like every like old age pensioner when they go to like the buffet in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Plus tan lines. Oh, God, yeah. Our, ta- our tan lines are like just our ID. It's like, you know, before you walk into like <laughs> a cyclist cafe in Girona, they're like tan lines and you have to like roll up the jersey sleeve and they leave you in. <laughs> This is like the, the wristband to get into the club. Uh, question six, sporting hero. I know these ones can always be hard, so I'd say like you can pick one current and one non-current. Christ, um, I'm bad with heroes. Um, I'd have to say um, you got to give Sam Bennett one. Irish guy, he's made it to the very, very top. Um, to, totally him. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm proud to wear the same club colours as Sam Bennett, you know. Someday, I, 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 I me, me also. Hey, he was at Canterk for a year. We're we're all going to claim it. Me and Archie claim our sprinting prowesses from wearing the same jersey as Sam Bennett. <laughs> mate, mate, I have no sprinting prowess. That's the problem. Neither do I, lad. We're we're one of the same kind. <laughs> I f- I feel like it's a fair fight if we both came to the line together. That like we just sprinted out and. You know, like when crowds are like really excited to see a sprint, I think they just like they just be kind of looking at like what what we'd be doing. We'd just be weaving around the road like they're just two skinny skinny boys trying to pedal their bikes as quickly as possible, looking stupid. We're like Vanderpool, where we flail the arms everywhere, except he actually goes somewhere. Yeah, exactly. He goes quickly. We don't. Question seven: What's your favorite movie or TV series? Uh, the The Departed. Question eight. What's your favorite coffee? Um, if you know me well, you know I'm a decaf man. Decaf cappuccino. I'm a bit taken aback. A lot of, a lot of people will cringe at me and I apologize. I really am sorry because I know it hurts people. But before race, espresso. I, I should have asked this before. I should have asked this question before a podcast. I wouldn't have continued. <laughs> Do we end here or? <laughs> content's gone now I'll just have to delete it all <laughs> mate just delete it now just wait. Uh, question 9 what's your go to ride you're giving your bike you can go anywhere in the world and you can ride anywhere uh, I'm going to say go to ride you've done because I know you might say Girona probably meet a few of the boys at the bottom of Stocking Lane and ride from NSK up to Stocking Lane in Dublin and ride over Stocking over Featherbeds up uh, Sally Gap, across Dandalara, probably go do Shea Elliott, ride Shea Elliott, Brown Mountain, round to Rathdrum, probably Rathdrum, flat road back round to Lara, and um, Roundwood and a scary race home on the flat roads, and then we're home. That's a fat ride, that is.
that's a good 160 to 200k depending on exactly the way you go and um, you're talking 2500 meters climbing at least that's not for the faint-hearted but i think like that's a pure like wicklow roadman spin you know but i think everyone has that favorite route you know and i've never seen someone who's just like it's like 20k on a greenway it's always pretty epic like <laughs> uh we have no greenways around me mate they're all down south by you down in the soft man country. <laughs> nah, that's where you, you, you have the cumbers, mate. All hardman down there. There's no roads to cycle up the cumbers, sadly. <laughs> it's only sheep up there. <laughs> Next question. So, strawberries or raspberries? Strawberries. Every day. Ooh. Raspberries is, is a cheap man's strawberry. <laughs> actually, which costs more in the supermarket, actually, out of consideration? I would say strawberries. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure. Don't call me on that. Ah, uh, nah. Raspberries all the way here, lad. What? Every day. Every day in the porridge. Handful of raspberries. Really? Yeah. So, can we end this podcast now? Or <laughs> <laughs> but Next question. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, the, la- the last question, I suppose. Is, what's the sport you'd do if you couldn't choose this one? Running. And, I, and if I had two working knees. Ooh. I would 100%. I, mean, I would love to be a runner. Long distance runner, be great. Uh, I do long... have a short stride though, so I don't know how that works. But long distance now, do you mean like marathon, like fifteen hundred on the track? Would you be half marathon, five k? I I used to race cross country at school, and I really liked that. It wasn't bad. Um, but then I started having the knee problems, and cycling got too important. But I'd love to give that a crack. Anything over five k. I'll continue the running mantle for both of us, so... Yeah, you, please do, please do. So, lad, like, th- that's it, really. Like, thanks a million for coming on the pod. I, I think we both... I found it really interesting. I think the listeners will find it really interesting. And I hope you enjoyed it, too. Thank you very much, mate. It's been an honour to be on the pod. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself, so uh, I look forward to... Maybe I, maybe I won't listen to this one, though, because I do hate listening to my voice. And uh, But I'll, I'll definitely be listening to the other ones. I'll, I'll stop, lad. Thanks for coming on. And like that, the pod was over. Big thanks to Archie Ryan for coming on to the podcast. He's a very busy man, lads, you know, any pro cyclist, so I really appreciate him taking the time out to come on. Uh, Archie's socials are going to be linked in the description below. Please feel free to give him a follow. You know, he came on the podcast, I'm sure. If you enjoyed it, like, you know, he'd appreciate the follow too. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share it with a few friends or if you'd repost it, on Facebook, on your Instagram story. I'd really appreciate it, lads. I'm just trying to get it out there. If you want to see more guests like this on the podcast, please contact me on my Instagram, at CodeTheCyclist. Send me a message. Likewise, if you had any feedback, or even if you just enjoyed the podcast, please send me a message. I'm always trying to get better, and it's great to see that people are enjoying the podcast. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll catch